I'm so stoked, honestly, to get into it. Um, Me too. I feel like there's just so much to talk about. There's so much to, even just in the basics chapter. Um, but anyway, before we start, a little intro to what we're doing this, this series. Yes. Welcome to series two, Idol Writers Club. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to give a brief, do you want to give an intro? So we're basically doing a follow along to uh, Julia Cameron's, yeah, Julia Cameron's Finding Water. It's a program like The Artist's Way. Um, I think it's like third in the trilogy or maybe the second book, but they're all uh, weekly programs where like every week is a different theme and uh, each week we do three or four activities. I guess we're technically supposed to do morning pages, uh, daily walks or weekly walks and weekly artist dates. Mm -hmm. And we'll kind of go into that, what those are a little later on, but just to give you a quick overview. Um, she also has uh, these little uh, reflections and activities that you can do interspersed in the weekly themes of, they're called divining rods. And uh, is that how you would characterize them? Like little reflections? Yeah, that, that I'm really keen to talk about their function with you as well, but I guess, yeah, yeah they, she intersperses, um, it's really anecdotal and much more autobiographical than I thought it was going to be. This is my first time, this is my first experience of Julia Cameron. I'm obviously aware of her because she's just such a presence in the creative process world, right? She's so mm -hmm. fundamental, but I've never read The Artist's Way. I'm aware of Morning Pages because people talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I was really excited I guess to get that we also I'm, I love that we chose this one and not the artist's way because I feel like I know that there'd be a lot of pressure somehow to get something mm -hmm. really potent out of it whereas this is I think a like slightly lesser known um, yeah and it's also activity. interesting because it's about the uh, the subtitle is the art of perseverance mm -hmm. so there's something about this one that's like uh more focused on uh when the going gets rough <laughs> and she has a really lovely quote about how when she was younger she didn't realize how often the going gets rough yes <laughs> yeah um, anyway so you were saying yeah so her I guess the way that I approached it obviously we've got those um kind of daily and weekly like the basics as she calls them and then yeah each week has yeah her, her kind of different topics that lead into the theme of the week with yeah reflections or little activities to dig into them that I think are varying levels of effective but we can yeah get into that well it's I also I've actually done the artist way and it's interesting to compare our different perspectives because you're kind of yeah. doing it for the first time and I've kind of done mm. it before and we're still feeling like it feels really fresh and really new mm. Right. Did like, you do at the least full I had 12 feelings. I did, yeah. But it was years ago. That. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like it's a program which makes it sound like it's like work, but it's mm. all of these things are so fun. And mm. it has been I don't know if you can relate, but I have had so much joy this week in doing these things and making them a priority and treating them treating my play as work. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's so interesting how you talk about making a priority the fact that we are sharing like the fact we're doing this in tandem 
that we have actively set up conversations to compare like notes, I guess, number one, but also the fact that obviously we're recording this experience to share with our fellow idol writers, with you, sweet listener, really, really made me kind of take it seriously, but not Mm -hmm. in a... um, taking it seriously, i.e. sucking the fun out of it kind of way, <laughs> but taking it seriously in the sense of, I think we spoke about this in uh, series one about like taking yourself seriously as a writer and just doing it. And it kind of had that feeling for me of like, this is, I need to, I want to treat this with the same importance that I would if this was my, like a money-making exercise, which is the way that like societally we are conditioned importance, right? Yeah. So yeah, I've I've also really enjoyed prioritizing this, but I've had varying degrees of success of doing that. Well, it's the first week. Yeah. 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 And I have been kind of practicing these things off and on. So for me, uh, some of it has been kind of tweaking and and Mm -hmm. revising. And I'm curious to see how it goes for you. Of like, Mm -hmm. how do you adapt it to make it more suited to your life? Because I think we're all going to have to do that. Yeah. Yes, completely agree. Um, so as Shaley said, this is a Finding Water is 12 weeks. We have not opted to do 12 weeks worth because that feels like a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to do six and we have chosen six weeks based on what, which kind of themes felt most interesting and supportive and relevant to where we are at. Mm-hmm. Um, we have started at the start. So we started by reading the basics together and then week one, which is, let me just grab, what is week one called? We've literally just finished it. Oh, it's optimism. Optimism. Called like it's a, so each theme, how does she structure it? Uncovering. Uh, Uncovering, yes. Uncovering a sense of optimism. Yeah, week one. And that was broken into, so the basics are morning pages, artist dates, walks, and there's a creativity contract. Did you sign it? Did you write one for yourself? I did, yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> I tweaked the I wording mean, and that slightly. Made me take it. Sorry? I tweaked the wording slightly for myself. Ah, oh, such a great idea. Because I think one of the points was like, she talks about self-care and it's mm. the, la- the language that she used around that. I was like, I don't know if I can commit to this. Mm. Um, I don't know. Do you know what it was? I'm just trying to find it now. Let me just, I'm holding, I'm holding my mic like a pop star. Let me just put it back on its stand. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, here we go. So she says, I addition, so the, the creativity contract is I, insert name here, commit myself to the regular use of the three basic tools. For the duration of this course, I will write morning pages. Should we get into what all those are in a second? Yeah. Yeah, I, I figure we could kind of take it one by one and then tell, like share how it went for us and yeah. any ideas we came up with. Love it. Yes. So the contract, I will write morning pages daily. I will take an artist date and a weekly walk once a week. Additionally, I will commit myself to excellent self-care, adequate sleep, good food and gentle companionship, um, which I love all of those in principle, but I... I just, for me, when I wrote it out in my notebook, I put, I commit myself to self-care without qualifying how good or not that was going to be because I just, right now, you know, with with the dog, with the puppy, like everything is in motion. Every day 
is just I wake up and I'm like I I literally could not tell you what's going to happen today and it's such a weird experience of just mm-hmm. how's he going to be what's going to happen kind of surrender but also control anyway that's a whole other thing so I just put I commit to self-care adequate sleep good food etc but yeah excellent self-care seemed like a big ask right now well that's also just like super perceptive like a just very good um self-observation and I feel like if anyone wants to try this program I think that's something that like the first time I tried to do everything properly you know the artist way and I I really wanted to commit to it because I was like I know there's so much that I want to get out of this but if I had that awareness of like oh my gosh my life is not set up to do like all of these things Mm -hmm. at the level I want to do them Mm -hmm. I would have been just so much like I guess easier on myself yeah yeah anyway should we dive into morning pages let's oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think one thing that I did not count on was how uh, I how much I enjoyed reading about morning pages from her own words. Yeah, um, completely agree. And like the 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 so many different ways you can use them, and I just started kind of keeping a general list of like categories of um, like one way is like to one way to use it is clearing negativity. One way is receiving inner wisdom. One way is um, exploring new possibilities. Um, another is imagining how something might play out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, did, do you want to say anything about yeah? Any I think or? I think with with morning pages. So for anyone who does who doesn't know, morning pages are three pages of A4 that you write freehand as close to waking up as possible. And you sit until you've written three pages, essentially, right. um, of just stream of consciousness. And yeah, as I completely agree, like her thoughts on them were so poetic and inspiring. And the thing that really stuck with me that I think I then got stuck on was, and I quote, I hope we don't get sued. We can quote, I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote, she won't know. No one's going to come Yeah, it's, it's like a, we're doing a, a book discussion. <laughs> So she says, morning pages help us to siphon off our negativity. When we ventilate the negative, we make room for the positive. I've talked about this before separately from like a, um, like coaching neuroscience point of view where when you write something down, you create psychological distance. So it is really helpful. But the thing I got stuck on was she kind of talks about how she encourages morning pages to be about a place where you can get all of your like little gripes off your chest mm-hmm. and I think I'm just not in a gripey place okay. um, and I count myself like really like really grateful for that but I what I noticed myself doing and I noticed it today is I was almost like digging for despair oh do you know what yeah. I mean I feel like I was trying to find what is an area that I could find improvement on because she also talks about she says um morning pages help us to course correct okay and and this morning so I managed morning pages four out of the seven days which I think is pretty good going for week one yeah and I broadly really enjoyed them except for today when they kind of sucked I feel like I I finished writing them and I was just left feeling so drained and so 
sad and I feel like they'd it just took me to this very the shad like shadow place mm. without then helping me come back out or like I didn't use them I didn't use them to do that and I just yeah. went into this like um like without getting too much into it but it just all became very existential like what's even the point of me kind of like I mean we, it's, it's like it's cool I have mental health support nobody is <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's okay right. but it was just really bleak and actually I didn't I wasn't really feeling that I wasn't really feeling that vibe when I started when I sat down to start them but because I was digging for something you know what I found I have a I have a perspective on this that kind of aligns with what you're saying of like in the beginning I did get a lot of negativity on the page and it did not help me it made me feel worse okay and I had patterns of like just since childhood just negative thinking so it's something that's like on my way of like I know I have to kind of um redirect my thoughts Mm -hmm. uh, and be kind of vigilant about kind of spiraling Mm -hmm. I had that tendency and so um I found that with morning pages I have to make it a point to if I'm going to acknowledge negativity which is like sometimes it's necessary to acknowledge where you are but Mm -hmm. then find a way to self-soothe on the page you Mm -hmm. know like instead of instead of digging I'll be like okay well what would I prefer to feel instead? And then yeah. imagine that scenario. And I think one thing that I tried kind of spontaneously this time that really worked for me and it may not work for everyone um, is this idea of segment intending, which I got from Esther Hicks, who, you know, is it's about setting an intention for each part of your day. Mm-hmm. And I just started like on the page imagining this is like free, co- free association style, like stream of consciousness style of Mm -hmm. imagining how I want my day to unfold and Mm -hmm. how I would prefer to feel and how like I don't know it was just me I guess improvising or imagining things as I would prefer them to be and Mm -hmm. I found that I would surprise myself and I think I had this one breakthrough mode this morning actually of doing morning pages and and having this feeling of like realization that like you know I don't want to do any of that stuff that I usually do in the morning I really want to work out for 30 minutes I think that would make me feel really good and I don't work out that early in the morning but it it just felt right and I was like I'm gonna just follow this impulse Mm -hmm. and so I think I think you're so right acknowledging that like digging for negative stuff sometimes will bring you on the opposite side of that you know Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to know yourself of like, if you're not the sort of person who wants to complain in the mornings or like whenever you do this, just don't do it. Don't like force yourself to do morning pages the way someone else does. Yeah. And I, I'm really grateful to hear your perspective on that because it just, it did just bum me out. And I really, what I do really like is the three pages because that is hard. I find page because I write in a this size notebook what is this Mm a five so I do six pages in my a five notebook and I find the first two spreads I'm like yeah whatever like this is what I dreamt last night these are my this is my inner chatter like I don't know whatever I just feel like stuff comes quite easily but then the last third I'm looking at it thinking and that's really when I'm like what am I gonna write about but that's kind of the days when it has felt really like really served me 
those on those days that last section that last third I don't know it's kind of this moment of I guess I have I guess I'll I guess I will talk about this because I have to like there's actually space and time to I guess I will bring up the fact that I, I can't even think of an example right now which is a shame but I've I found there's some real magic that happens after the point where I would have organically stopped and if I had mm-hmm. just been left to my own devices like the way I would journal before I'll just write until I feel like I, yeah I'm gonna just make some tea now or I don't know whatever I'm gonna do that's not this but having to fill the space like we've got enough material to fill it it's and it's such a nice invitation to like make a choice because at that point it's feels less just whatever's coming and it's more I don't know I feel like it's almost choosing the little um stream like which stream am I going to follow instead of just this massive torrent that's the start of morning pages does that make sense like if you you picture like a river and then it splits off like the Nile like a delta I feel like Uh that last third I'm picking one specific branch and that feels really intentional and really good except on days like today when I just turn into a depressed monster but oh no yeah oh but that's so interesting and like encouraging because I think I have been just stopping when I feel like stopping I sometimes I just make it to two and a half pages and I'm like let me just call in the morning (laughs) it's tough like yeah Mm. um and so so you felt like you were kind of reaching a new place or a new idea or yeah 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 definitely I've definitely had the most interesting thoughts or like perspectives I've found have been in that last third when I'm really just and there's there's a lovely idle quality Mm -hmm. it's like well I have to just sit in this chair and drink my tea until I can think about something to write yeah and that's kind of like a really nice position to be in right right it's like you're doing something and you're doing nothing at the same time And it just feels like, really satisfying. <laughs> and the satisfaction of getting to the end of the final page, I'm almost like, ha, Julia, I wrote my three pages. I don't know. <laughs> like it's like a challenge, like the gauntlet yeah. has been thrown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I find that some days, some days I'm like, okay, this is just, this is just the same old stuff I've been thinking. And other days I'll have like a lot of more insights on the page. And it feels very random. And I think that the surprise of that has been encouraging too. We're yeah. like on the, some days I'll feel really good. And I think that those, I assume that those days I'll like be really insightful, but that's not necessarily the case. Like sometimes the most satisfying pages is when I start off really cranky and I, yeah, mag- and okay. I manage to get to some new place anyway. And I, because I just like trust the flow. Yeah. Um, or I'm like sitting somewhere that I enjoy sitting. So it, and focus on what I enjoy about this experience and it's enough mm-hmm. to get to something mm-hmm. that's new she has some nice check-in questions doesn't she at the end of each week one of them is oh, more yeah, like on, on morning pages and she says you know how many days did you do them the days you didn't why didn't you did you find recurring themes or like yeah. recurring things which I think is really interesting as well to kind Such of like reflect point. on your reflections it gets a bit meta but it is it is useful <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like a kind of, am I doing the thing? If I'm not doing the thing, why is it? I, I feel like that's kind of what this is of like, how mm. did you find it? Um, mm. And if you were annoyed by it, why were you annoyed by it? <laughs> but I'm looking forward to week two of this process, specifically for morning pages, because what I realized was 
Um, I was resisting it because it was feeling too much like hard work and bad vibes. But actually, if I can just say, that's fine, it doesn't have to be. And I love what you were just saying at the start about morning pages having different functions and, um, you know, the connection to the divine, like she's super spiritual and there's so much of that in the work. And I think that would be a really fun thing and really interesting thing to explore next week and to lean into that more than the, like, ejecting my negative feelings which maybe there will be some of that I obviously don't know but you know what I mean like the intention going in to be a bit more fluid yeah well I think at the end of the the first week's readings or selections um she says something like how these three things are spiritual tools for her and I just thought Mm -hmm. that was such an interesting way of framing it because I had I didn't have that awareness when I was first reading it Mm-hmm. that these are spiritual tools because mm-hmm. for her it's like one and the same yeah like all these things um so that's kind of interesting the uh, one thing that I want to say about morning pages that I just loved so much in the first week or no I think it was in the basics chapter where she was saying she um the morning pages was how she had the first idea to learn to write music and yeah she said I, I thought I would have known by now that I could write music but that's just like it was just an idea that I like was like why not why not just try it you know even if I'm past a certain age or whatever I think that this talent should have made itself known by um I just thought that was so lovely and it really points to the potential of morning pages like if you can find a way to make it work for you yeah um, or that sounds like work I I mean I just mean like find a way to be honest enough with yourself on the page where you surprise yourself into new ideas Mm. and I love I'm just flicking through my sort of notes on her description of it and she talks about um you can't like you need to situate yourself where you are before you can create things and she kind of says um so start she start with three pages of longhand morning writing that says exactly where you are do this every morning and then she (laughs) says later in creativity as in running you have to start where you are and actually I do really like that and I think if I my intention next week is to come back to that idea of start where you are and then mm-hmm. the ideas are for where you might it, it kind of what you were talking about with your morning pages of how do you want to feel how do you want it to be and that like um like projecting kind of practice yeah like a positive what if or a positive like would it be nice if whatever mm-hmm. um I just found that that's just more helpful for me because I'm I tend to negative thinking, especially, I don't know why, like sometimes you'll just wake up in a bad mood and you're like, I can either make this worse by focusing on it, or I can make it slightly better by focusing on something else. And if you can catch it early enough. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, another thing she says, I feel like we should move on (laughs) Talk for like, but there's so much in it. There's so much to say. It's so massive. So there's one other, one other thing she says, it can be hard at first being naked on the page. Mm. And I think I really felt that. And I'm someone who has journaled in some shape or another, literally since I was like 12. <laughs> so that was a kind of confronting line to read. But then also, I think because of doing this, because because it's it's journaling within someone's defined this is what this is and also she makes a really clear distinction that morning pages and journaling are not the same 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've yeah. read anything about that, but I was just reading about it online. I can't remember how I found out about it. I got into yeah. it, but she makes the really clear distinctions between the two things, morning pages and morning pages. What does she say? She says, um, journaling also can just be like, um, the, the thing that makes morning pages morning pages is it gives you the agency to make a change off the back of the writing. So mm. you can influence the day ahead, which is why it has to be the morning, hence call, okay. calling it morning pages. Whereas wow. journaling, you do it at any time. And if you journal in the evening, you're reflecting on the day, but you have no agency to do anything about it because it's done. Yeah. Um, so she kind of has this um, concept of morning pages being like a real act activator that's kind of like a wanky new age coaching word but do you know what I mean like it kind yeah. of is like a goat it's like a I like it. an empowering <laughs> tool yeah I feel like in activating feels right in the situation because there's something a bit passive about journaling and I used to I've also mm. been journaling since like very young and I think I would um just assume that like the, these are my feelings and there's nothing I can do you know like yeah. I'm just getting the thing down and with morning pages it it really does feel like you're I don't know I think she also had one part of it where she was saying okay well pick something that you can act on today mm. I forget where that was but at, mm-hmm. at some point she says that and I think that that's the clearest she's been in this book at least about morning pages as an activator mm-hmm. <laughs> as an impulse following encourager <laughs> yeah yeah and play but I, I love what you said about that distinction because I, I hadn't seen it before mm. yeah and I've I guess I kind of really have felt it as well in the like length goal mm-hmm. because that just that for me feels really different and it does mean and the fact she says somewhere her students typically take 30 minutes 30 to 45 minutes Whereas before I might journal, and I would often still journal in the morning probably, but more mm. likely what I would do is I would I would wait till I was feeling blocked. Yeah. I would then journal until I felt unblocked and then stop. Whereas with okay. morning pages, you don't stop when you feel unblocked, you stop when the pages are done. Do you yeah. see what I mean? It's like, yes, it's the other way around and there's something, I don't know. I really, I, I'm, yeah today sucked but I think that was a really good lesson for me to not get too deep in my head in the pages but I'm excited to see what comes out next week that's an important discovery in itself yes Um, Yes. yeah it's so true yeah I I I can relate to that too um it pushes you to you surprise yourself Mm. and I think that that's something that I find also happens in free writing and Anytime you're doing like, if someone gives you a prompt, like a random prompt, you're, you're surprising yourself to see, oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> there's always more yeah. you can get into. And I think uh, something about like with journaling is like, I think I got into the habit of just skimming the surface, you know, like not, I would examine a little bit, but then I it, all of the examination would reinforce what I already believed. Whereas there's something about morning pages that like, brings up things that oh wait I do want to do this or I I do think that this is another possibility to explore or something Mm. yes I love that and you've just made me think of this coaching question 
um, for when people are stuck in a specific like view and you ask what else is true ah it's so good it's just like a stop stop you in your tracks moment because we don't think like that right we're just like but this is true you know and so so I think that's also I did I think I asked myself that in one of my other days of morning pages when I was going down like a big rant I was like okay cool but what else is true yeah it's kind of like that's such a good question I'm gonna try that next time Oh, nice. Um, what do you think you will do differently or all the same with morning pages next week? Um, I think I want to keep trying this whole like segment intending, like today's intentions, like how do I want to want things to unfold? Because I think it, I really need that practice of like imagining something beyond my habitual patterns and my usual way of doing things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I've gotten into a bit of stagnation with my how I like spend my time and like one thing that morning pages made me realize is like I've been going to coffee shops for so long but like I actually feel a lot more centered these days at the public library Mm. like there's something about this like cave-like atmosphere that right now really suits me whereas before I kind of wanted to work in public and anyway so just kind of imagining different possibilities, even though something has worked in the past doesn't mean it still works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about as you? Elise Myers says on TikTok, just because you did doesn't mean you do. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, I think I'll definitely commit to doing them every day and in the morning because that it does feel different to do them close to waking up. Um, Is that annoying for you? Yeah, I mean, I've not quite figured out the right way to do it, to do it yet because of um, the puppy dog. But it's, yeah. I think, like, within, like, two hours of being an awake human is fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, and again, this comes back to the, like, standards of how, how, how rigid a standard am I going to hold myself to on this? Yeah. And right now, it doesn't really feel possible to wake up like six in the morning when I take the dog out and then start doing morning pages I don't want to do it I'm not gonna do it you know yeah um sure anyway so yeah right, I think right. that's what I'm gonna try and leaning into because this whole thing is about perseverance and she talks a lot about hope and optimism which we'll get into and I think next week I want to really lean into the hope and the optimism in my pages instead mm-hmm. of too much like this sucks this sucks because yeah. actually things are great and that's that's good. so that's be so interesting that to me that it, like that's that's what came up for you of like I have to be I have to air out my negativity with this yeah and it's I so don't know funny the way, like brains are so funny because like someone will tell you something they don't even mean it prescriptively but we're like so but this is how you do it right <laughs> honestly <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um because I fell into that trap too when I was like she's not even telling me to do anything right she's just saying morning pages are great for this and my brain immediately went so this is how you're supposed to do it yes yes that's exactly it she's like here's a really good like um scenario or like yeah and it just becomes the gospel version of that's all you can use them for yeah so Um, great (laughs) shall we 
Yeah, should we move on to walks? Or do you want to do artist dates? Or should you? Let's do, I think, artist dates. Did you did you do one? Where did you go? I did. Should we explain what an artist date is? Um, yes. I feel like maybe we could do what we did last time because there's just so many good lines she has about what they are. Um, so basically, maybe we'll just go here. Um, here, I've got one. An artist date is an adventure. It does not have to be cultural. You may find yourself making a sortie to a new restaurant or stopping in at a hardware store or an art supply store. Your artist date does not need to be big and threatening and expensive. It merely needs to entice you. A free flea market might be a better date for you than an evening at the theater. What you're after is the play of ideas with the emphasis on the word play. Yes. Great song, right? The other one I really like is an artist date is an adventure that can be counted on. <gasps> yes. Which I really liked. Um, so yeah, it's a weekly... She calls it a weekly solo expedition and she insists that it's alone and you will be, she's like, you'll want to bring your friends or your partner or whatever. And it's so true. I was like, yeah. maybe I can combine this with something else. And I was like, no, it has to be <laughs> for reasons. So true. She, if it's if it's not on your own, it's not an artist date. That's exactly. the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like if it's not three pages in the morning, it's not morning pages. Um, yeah. But yeah, and... Uh, Wait, can yeah. I read one more thing? Mm -hmm. That okay, an artist date is an adventure, a lark, a flyer into the unknown. It asks that it asks you to have fun and to pre-plan fun. For this reason, artist dates are notoriously hard to execute. <laughs> Just try planning an adventure for yourself and watch your killjoy side flying to action. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Did you have that experience? Of like big oh, time. Yeah. Yes. My <laughs> artist date sucked this week. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it or you're like, nah? Yeah, no, ha happy to share. It was, um, I think basically, because exactly what you just read, right? Like morning pages feel more like work. So feel easier to get your head around. Whereas artist yeah. dates are more like play. So there's more resistance. And I was just seeing it, I suppose, as like, I need to tick. I need to tick this thing off my list. It's part of this uh -huh. process that I've agreed to do. So like, what is the most effective way I can do this? You know, there was yeah. no, I wasn't enticed in okay. any way, like mm. at all. So I picked the closest um, like gallery type thing to my house, mm -hmm. uh, which is a, was a, is a photography gallery. And I was like, yep, cool, that'll do. And I will be gone from... Um, like dog sitting for a shortish amount of time so like that works well with like our um parent co-parenting I don't know what you want to call it but like <laughs> they dog care split fine and it was just the thing that I really liked about it was going on my own somewhere I'd never mm. been before not knowing what was going to happen like that felt really really powerful and gave me such a buzz and my walk there was awesome. Like I felt really high, like heightened awareness. I was really present, really excited. Um, even though it wasn't, I hadn't chosen something because it was exciting. I'd chosen it because it met my perceived criteria of what artist date destination was. Mm -hmm. And then I got there and I was like, nah. <laughs> and it was fine. <laughs> like, but it just felt like I turned it into studying. 
Yeah. Okay. Like I, I diligently looked at every photo and I read the caption and I was, it was over quite quickly. So I was like, well, maybe I should, I don't know, like take some notes of things that um, bits of it were inspiring, but instead of just letting it be inspiring and savoring it, it was like, I was trying to cl- like clasp it. Like I need to grab this and seize this thing that I'm getting back from this experience. But really it would have been enough to have just gone and been like, oh, that's a really interesting connection between um, like the content of this exhibit and my work in progress, for example, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because there was some stuff about like pagan celebrations. I was like, oh, that'd be really cool to build some of that into my world. Mm -hmm. But that would have been enough to have been and to have like pondered it I didn't I don't think I needed to like sit down and get my notebook out and like work yeah you know yes that's such a good observation because that's something that she talks about in like the artist is like the important thing is to have a sense of enchantment and you don't have it's there's it's like about being led and it's about like opening up to synchronicity and I feel like what you're talking about the the, what was it the pagan Mm. photographs Mm -hmm. um yeah that was like your synchronous moment, right? Like that was something that you've been thinking about and and like that was where the enchantment was. But then the risk of an artist state is like, you want to make the most of it. So you're like, oh, okay, well I'm here. So I should dutifully do whatever this experience is supposed to be. It's like being at a museum in general, right? Like yeah, we get sucked into thinking. There are all those, those people who are like going around reading everything. So we're like, oh, maybe I should read everything. And <laughs> I'm like, kind of I that don't person. Want to. <laughs> what? I'm I'm kind of that person yeah I think so well yeah I I feel like I've done that before and I was like you know what I don't know if I enjoyed myself <laughs> like I kind of just wanted to look at things and I'm like, mm. I don't know I'm I'm the person who maybe annoys people because I just want to like look at things and then like the things that I really like I'm just gonna stand there for like 10 minutes yeah and really look like give it a good look yeah 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 like the other person's like can we leave now I'm like no I'm having like a spiritual experience thing yeah. <laughs> what did you do for your artist day um I went to the farmer's market there's um oh, yes it's kind of a fun story like there's a farmer's market near the co- there's one coffee shop that I sometimes go to during the week okay almost always go to during the week and on Fridays, there's a farmer's market for like six months of the year. And I never go. And I always like walk past it if I'm there on a Friday. And there's usually someone at the coffee shop with something delicious that they're eating from the farmer's market. Like, you know, with one of the food trucks or something. And I'm like, and I'm always like enticed, but I never quite make myself go because I'm trying to be like serious and get things done. I don't know. Um, so, so I was like, okay, this is perfect for an artist state mm-hmm. because I could just mm-hmm. go and see what's there. And what I liked about it was, I think if I had not gone with this like filter of like what an artist state is supposed to be and Julia Cameron's like beautiful descriptions of like all the ways that you're like really looking when you're on an artist state, you're like looking for the enchantment, you're, you show up with a sense of wonder, with a sense of play and you're just there to enjoy yourself and mm-hmm. enjoy like the sensory experience of it. So like going into it with that lens, it was so interesting that I was able, I just, I don't think that I would have seen before that like there was so much creative expression there mm. in a way that I hadn't expected. Like, you know, obviously there's, it's a farmer's market. So you expect people to be selling vegetables and fruits and things. And there was this one stand that was selling like mushrooms and mushrooms that I just like never have seen in person because they're not usually at the grocery store. 
or like someone with baked goods that are like vegan and gluten-free, but just like really interesting combinations of things. And then there's this one bakery that specialized in rye flour and just did really interesting things with rye flour that I wouldn't have expected. And mm. I bought one of those like, what is it? A canole? It's that French pastry. Oh yeah. And it was like based in rye flour. And I was like, this is really interesting. Mm. Um, and then there was like this tiny used bookstore there. It was like a traveling bookstore. And you can like, there are like two sets of like wooden steps and you go into this like tiny space that's like crammed with books that are like not organized. And you're like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Like, this is great. I'm having like this weird experience of just exploring this random person's collections of used books that they're selling. And I don't know. It was it was really interesting to see that wow, people and you know, handcrafted jewelry and things like that. And I was like, if I didn't have this lens of the artist date, if I didn't come in with this sense of like this is what I'm doing, I would have missed so much. Mm-hmm. Um so that was a really cool realization. I I and I had done artist dates before, but I think I have done what you have done before, where I picked something that didn't quite entice me. And this, the, re- the reason why this worked is because it's, it's something on my radar that I just, that I wanted to do, but I wasn't really giving myself permission to make the spontaneous choice to, to do. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm so, like, I love hearing about that experience and all of the new connections that you made and, yeah, all the creativity that you saw, like, on show. That's, yeah, it is yeah, enchanting. It's such a, um, what is it, testament to like what she's saying of like, choose something that genuinely entices you. And sometimes like, that's hard to do. <laughs> like, yeah. I was trying to make a list of like, what what should I do for artist dates? And I, I came up with like three, like it, it wasn't a long list because I, I was trying to think of things like, okay, I made a list of things that you could do, right? Like you could go see a film, you could go um, you could re- redecorate a space, you could go to an art supply store, like there are all these things, you could go to an observatory, whatever, but like what is actually calling to you, calling to you in the moment is, can be tricky because it's like we're paying so much attention to what other people think is fun. Yeah, and I think just the name Artist Dates yeah. is kind of like tricky, like not intentionally, and I think you know, yeah. but there's something behind it where I immediately thought I need to look at art or this has to be art linked or mm. has to be, there has to be a really clear connection between I'm doing something in this, in the name of creativity and inspiration and filling my creative cup. Cause she talks about artist dates as replenishing the well from which we draw on. And the more you're producing uh, in your pra- creative practice, the more frequent your artist dates should be, mm-hmm. which I also thought was really interesting. Um, yeah. But yes, and it is, yeah, I think finding something that is genuinely enticing that doesn't um, necessarily fit our assumptions of what is allowed to be called an artist date or like what fits yeah. is tricky I think at first and probably takes practice so I'm looking forward to giving it another go next week like we don't all live in Manhattan Julia okay literally okay (laughs) I really I'm so glad you brought that up I was like I really want to talk about it yeah I mean we could go there like I mean for some people the idea of an artist state we're gonna have to get creative because I've decided that 
having an artist day to me now could also be like a craft night where I do a craft that I don't usually do. And that's enough for me to have a new experience and go off the bean track. Cause like, I can't like literally go to a new place every week. Yeah. Like genuinely. Oh my God. There is, that is one thing. And reading this in, in general, cause it's so, because it does have these lovely anecdotes and like her in her creative life dealing with her writer's block, but she's in New York. And that's, I feel like there is so much assumption about what access people have to inspirational um, newness to new yeah. experience and to like not to novelty that's the word I'm looking yeah. for and right. do you know what like yeah yeah on the one hand it is really annoying but on the other I, I do have this like I have to admit that there are places that are like right around the corner for me that I never go to and I would probably have a delightful experience like even something as simple as the dollar store like I never yeah. go to the dollar store and <laughs> I was reading this thing on this PDF that I really have to look this person up because she does great work. I'm like finding joy in your life and in, in small things. And one of the things on her list was like, you know, get bubbles and make bubbles like a, like a child, mm -hmm. like, you know, blow bubbles. And I was like, I could just like get bubbles from the dollar store and blow bubbles in my house and just feel like like a child again and just delighted by it like that mm -hmm. would be delightful for me mm -hmm. but I still haven't done it anyway so like there are things you can do I will admit that and then at the same time I found this Instagram account called like it was a very synchronous thing where I <laughs> I decided for a little context I was going to go off Instagram for like four weeks um, as an experiment of like you know social media detox Mm -hmm. And then two weeks in, I'm like, you know, I think I'm good. And I stopped the detox for just to check Instagram once um, or twice, maybe. Um, and, you know, for the very great reason of I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I went on and I saw this account. There's it's called NJ Spots. And it's an account that highlights overlooked like spots in New Jersey. And sometimes they're really far away, but sometimes they're where I am. And I, there's this place called Sayin House or something. And it's like a, it's a small gardens and you can go for walks there. And I'm like, this is perfect for an artist date or a walk. I don't know. Um, but there are definitely ways of discovering things that you can get to around you. And you do have to be creative. But I totally get it when you're just like, I don't live in a major city. Like, this is hard. And it's funny because, so I'm, I'm in Bristol, which is like a super vibrant place to be and there's loads of stuff going on and I think it's it's I think it's two things like when like when I go to London going to those really big institutions like the V&A or um like the Fashion and Textiles Museum or any of those like just staples like they are at a national level there's always something new so it's very easy to not go off the beaten track like it also is, you know, but so when she's talking about like, you know, I just like go to the Met or I go to whatever and or I go to the fashion district. I'm like, oh, yeah, but those things are so like obvious, but also mm -hmm. always refreshed. Like even the, like the permanent collection is obviously amazing, but there's also always new stuff. And I feel like I don't when I think here about the not equivalence, but 
the institutions in Bristol, I'm not enticed. I'm not inspired because it's like, I mean, there's cool stuff on, but I'm just, it's too, it's too much the routine in a way, um, which maybe that's like credit to me for going to these places enough that it feels mundane. But I think what I want to do for next week is take a look at some of the more like the indie listings and have a look same as you kind of did and um you know maybe find something that's more of like a one-off event that's going on instead Mm -hmm. of visiting like a place that's just a place that exists yeah that's uh art a public publicly funded arts body that's such a good point because it just makes me think like group events group activities like that's a particular kind of experience and just because you're mm-hmm. doing an artist date that's a solo thing you could go to this thing alone and it would be still an artist date yes for sure yeah I like that idea a lot nice do you think that like you have an, a, sen- a better sense of what else is like enticing to you or is that something that you still have to explore a little bit I think I do have a better sense. I think it's going to be, so my cousin, um, Pete, shout out if you're listening, he does like ambient electronic amongst many other things and recently was doing um, DJing at this thing called the Ambient Cafe in a mm-hmm. bar in town. And it's just like, it's a very cool thing. It's very, I guess, very Bristol in that sense, where you just rock up and people are playing like ambient electro in the background, but it's so loud that you can't have a conversation. So the perfect environment, go and just sit and have a drink and maybe read your book or do a sketch or whatever. But it's not, do you know what I mean? Like that would be, for me, that's like the perfect artist day because you're somewhere, it's unusual, it's unexpected. It's like a weird mishmash of things. So I think (laughs) I'm going to try and find something that has that energy for next week. Because also that it's not work, it's not serious, it's not academic. You can't study it. I can't go there and be like, I'm going to make some notes on this ambient electro. Like, I mean, I could probably try and do that, but it's not my, it doesn't trigger that student part of me, you know, that's been like conditioned to get my notebook out in a museum or a gallery space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea. I kind of feel, now I feel inspired to do something similar, like pick, trying to see if there's something like a group thing or event going on Mm. Um, for me I've been thinking a lot of like I just want to be more in natural spaces and this is probably Mm. a good way to um, you know because it it does feel like it's something that's like extra not not exactly frivolous but not something that I prioritize so I'm like okay this could be good and like maybe just taking like a sketch pad and Mm -hmm. doing some sketching Mm -hmm. sounds perfect should we talk about walks now? Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about walks, so I am super keen to hear your thoughts. Um, well, I guess I was, I really liked her idea of like walking an idea through. Mm. Okay, so to give a bit of context, um, walking is one of the weekly practices. It's like, she recommends that you do it every day, but most people, when they apply it, she says, usually do a few short walks in the week and then one longer walk. Uh, maybe an hour or something I don't know if she mm-hmm. says a time so I did I ended up only just doing two walks because I don't know for some reason walks are the hardest thing for me to like include uh-huh. in my day okay um and I think it's just because it's just been so hot that I don't know when to go like sure. I just want to go when it's a little bit cooler I think I'm even more comfortable going for a walk in the winter than in like deep summer heat um mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of an interesting, I don't know, interesting thing to think about, like, when do you like taking walks? Mm -hmm. Um, But okay, so she has this idea of uh, how our bodies know, you know, like, sometimes we get lost in something uh, mentally, and a walk is helpful, because there, it's a way of connecting to our bodies, and, you know, through embodiment, discovering what you really think, and how you really, what really interests you. And so something that um, she asks is, what is it that truly interests me? Like, that's something to think about when you're thinking about a project that you want to work on. And even if you're stuck or not, just like keep coming back to like, what is it that actually interests me rather Mm -hmm. than the surface level or what you think you should be interested in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she says, in order to ask myself the questions, I must get out of my head and into my body. And I just love that. I, Mm -hmm. I thought if there's a if there's a reason to go on more walks that's it right like for sure just get out of your head um but but okay so I found out about this exercise from uh, Mind Valley's Vision Lakiani. I I think I'm pronouncing that right um and he has this question of or he has this thing of like you should the three most important questions you should ask are what would you like to experience in your life how will you grow or, or like, who do you want to become? And what contributions do you want to make? And um, so I, I took a longer walk and I was like contemplating this and just like, I don't know, I just found this to be like a completely energizing thing to do. Mm. I just came back to like whatever I was doing and, and just felt like so good about my life and where I was going. And even if like all these things are just like ideas at this point, but mm-hmm. I like felt more in touch with myself as I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. So I feel like there's so much that you could do with a walk too. It's kind of like morning pages where you um, intend to think about something or you pick something to think about that's already on your mind and then you just explore it yeah. and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I really like her distinction of like morning pages are kind of like you're broadcasting to the universe what you want or what you, what you really think or you know, the specifics of your life situation. And then like walks and art estates are you in the receiving mode. Yeah. You just kind of show up, see what happens, see what comes to you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. So that's what all, all I had to say about walks. I don't know if you want, if there's anything you want to add. Yeah. I, I mean, I love going for walks and I don't know if it's different, like, if there's like a cultural thing because obviously here like I walk everywhere that's how I go around my daily life that's how I do all of my errands Mm -hmm. um like we have a car but we don't need it for that kind of stuff so I probably walk every day obviously I walk the dog but that's not thinking time that's like don't eat that (laughs) cap time you know it's like my focus is fully on this creature who has no sense of self-preservation but I also go on walks most days just to go on a walk. And there's a great trending sound on TikTok. Oh, it's not, it maybe not trending now, but, um, and it's just, I can't remember who it is who launched it, but it's like, um, here I am going on a stupid walk for my stupid mental health. But it's <laughs> so that like, I know how good I will feel, but I resent going, but you go anyway, because you come back and she has this great quote here. Um, each footfall moves us up a step. We do not come home the same as we set out. Mm. It's so true. 
and walking just I feel like it just shifts all my vibes like it shifts all of my energy it helps me um especially feelings of like anger and frustration and stuckness Mm -hmm. are so good to walk like you can really walk like walk them out walk them through and I recently had a I might say brilliant idea on a walk (laughs) as you kind of to your point about being on the receiving end and I have been pondering this like world building question um in my mind like turning it over looking at it kind of lightly for a little while and I was on a walk this week and it just solved itself like Mm. the most obvious thing in the world like it just landed in my brain I was like it's this it's Uh, so clearly this this is the answer to that question so I I really am a I guess the reason I said I don't have much to say is because I'm just like a wholehearted yes let's walk (laughs) I'm just I'm here for it love it oh I love stories like that that like encourages me to like but I honestly I don't have have to walk anywhere too many like too much of the time and it's like I don't know it's harder for me to bring walking into my daily life but stories like that like that makes makes me feel more encouraged to do it Mm, yeah yes pro walking um do we want to get into now like the the weekly the week's themes or let's do it I feel like we've I feel like the basics could probably have been its own episode (laughs) so much to say okay week one uncovering a sense of optimism yes do we want to go through the little categories or like should we just take it one by one um yeah I mean I have definitely got so 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 uncovering a sense of optimism had five parts being a beginner encouragement focusing rounding and possibilities um did you find one of those or like did any of those really stick out for you as you were going through the week um I think uh the focusing one because it's Mm. a lot of it so what it's about is focusing on and living in the now rather than in the then and um and she said, as an artist, I might, I must take the time to see like what's actually here rather than like see through the lens of like the past and, um, and how like focusing on the past dulls our lens on, on the passing world. And I think that for me, that's been particularly resonant of like, I kind of have been in the same situation for the last few years, but I have to remind myself that it's actually in, in fact, an entirely different situation, even if it mm-hmm. on the surface looks very similar. Mm-hmm. what about you I completely agree I loved the section on focusing it felt like it had been written for me in ah. this moment like it was so pertinent um yeah you know she she says you know what if and if only are poison for any artist and I definitely and she talks about the idea of you're in a movie and like watching your inner movie and if you're watching your inner movie you're not watching the outside world and you're not part of it and ah, I yes. definitely think because we, so we got the puppy, we've had him for like two months now, and it has been really hard, <laughs> harder than we were ready for, harder than I was ready for. And mm-hmm. I feel like I have spent a lot of time of, um, oh, well, if, if he wasn't here, if, we, if I didn't have to look after this dog, I would be doing this instead. If, if I wasn't tied to like, um, you know, like right now it's too hot to go out with him, for example. So like, oh, if I didn't have him, I could still have walked to the coffee shop. 
it's like it's it is those if onlys like those those yeah. totally pointless little mental torments of well your life's not like that then that sucks but actually reading this section this focusing section um I guess number one I felt reassured that I'm not crazy for being sucked into my inner movie as she says and she's got this section where she talks about um she says, you know, lately the inner movie has been compelling me. I felt an undertow pulling me out of my daily life and into a twilight world of fears and regrets. I have had trouble holding on to my optimism. I have felt myself slipping away from the life I have now and into a half world of the life I might have had, if only. Mm. And that really, that was like a sucker punch. And yeah. I just needed to read it and... It helped me, this passage and the exercise she suggests to accompany it about, you know, finding five beautiful things has really helped me feel, just feel better and feel like I have more agency. And instead of dwelling on like, oh, I had more freedoms before, it's made me feel like, yeah, okay. But also now, like, I still have access to this incredible, beautiful world and I also now have access to a puppy and he's very cute when he's not trying to find my ankles, you know? So it's kind of, I don't know. I felt very touched by the section on focusing. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy that you brought that up. Um, the, especially that exercise that she has to like write down five nightly, like five beauties nightly, like at, at the end of the day, yeah. write down five things that you saw that were beautiful. Um, because that helped me so much too. Mm. I, you know, it's like, it's just a reminder, like there are still beautiful things. There are still really wonderful things. Like even if this one thing sucks or like many things suck, I don't know. Mm. Um, it, it just felt like medicine in that moment. Mm, totally. I loved it. Um, what else can we, what else? You know, what thing- surprised me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that surprised me but it really struck me as on on page I think on 22 where she talks about um we where she said something like we understand work and she's like talking mostly to an American audience but I feel like that at this perspective this, this mindset has spread <laughs> to other parts of the world but um we understand work but we don't really understand like playing as adults like we don't really quite know how to do it and and that really struck me because I was like Sometimes I don't know, like, I, I know I have to be more playful and I know how to play more because first of all, it's just more fun, but also like, it just makes things easier. Mm. But I feel like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, like, how am I supposed to, like, I know how to work, mm-hmm. but I don't, I feel like I've been trained out of playing. Did you, did you relate to that or mm. anything about that? I think, oh, I can <laughs> I can hear all kinds of things going on outside the room. Um, Yeah, I can relate to that. And I think I've been coming more into playing um, as an adult through like D&D and other type Mm. things like that, that I have some friends who've been getting into and I've been able to piggyback off that. And that feels really playful and really have to really let go of like being a serious person. Um, (laughs) And also like taking dance classes so much fun and like again you have to really let go of looking proper and 
I don't know professional or whatever because obviously it's not yeah. a professional space you're not there to look professional but um in the sense of looking like a grown-up person so mm. yeah I can relate to that definitely having to relearn it relearning play yeah um and then another thing that's like totally different but it kind of reminded me of what we were talking about earlier about like how to handle disappointments Mm-hmm. Do you remember when she was talking about that? I forget what she said. Um, it's something about how like we don't hear about how older people in the arts. We don't hear yeah. about like what she said. We don't have many role models for doing we what we what we must do, and that yeah. is persevere. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's so true. Like we don't it is we don't have so, models. It's so true because it's all like Billie Eilish, you know, and and like her success is incredible astronomical wow yeah but when you're only 17 like how much have you had to persevere in your life right (laughs) right like that's like not the typical artist journey (laughs) sure but we're all like I don't know trained to secretly like idealize that and then try to get there somehow from wherever it's like it's just not even I don't even want to shoot for realism it's just not even like within your control I guess and I think yeah it just feels because she talks about youth doesn't she and like the like obsession with with youth and all all of all of that um and and I think it kind of comes back to something we've talked about before which is this idea of like the genius or the innate talent you either have it or you don't and you either get your break by x point or like that's it you're fucked and I yeah. think what she's, what's kind of like really astute in what she's saying is, yeah, like there are people out there working who, you know, she's had so many setbacks or because she describes when they auditioned the musical didn't, and they, mm-hmm. she's like, is anyone, like it went really well, like is anyone interested? And she talks about the waiting and actually there's this great quote um, about the only cure for doing the work is doing the work, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here yes. it is doing the work was the best cure for the difficulty of doing the work and I just it's and that's in the context of that disappointment and the waiting and what's going to happen and yeah I like that yeah well, having multiple and someone projects says to her go, right and someone says to her you're lucky you have other projects as in yeah. like you're lucky you could just like have this thing to focus on that's not yeah. related to that at all mm such a good point yeah and you know it's such a cliche to hear like oh it's about the journey not the destination but like it really has to be because yeah. otherwise it's such a grueling thing it's such a slog yeah for sure yeah. and I think that what I really liked about this week when I look at the different sections as they all link together so obviously so being a beginner she kind of talks about go and do something you're bad at essentially like that you're learning what did you do I did some watercolors Badly. oh what did I do um Maybe I didn't even do that. Was that? I think she was just kind of make a list of things that you might, or like she talks about the deferred dream. Um, um, that was the yourself. one thing that I realized I forgot to do. So <laughs> we'll move that to next week and let you know. It's interesting but the thing that, that came up for me is like, I've been wanting to do this audio course for a, a while and I'm just like procrastinating on actually recording myself um, talking and I thought that that was so weird since I record this with you all the time Mm. (laughs) and it's like why am I hesitating on this 
And I think it's just because I literally have not done it before and I don't, and it doesn't feel casual the way we first started doing this. I was just like, Hey, what if we just tried? And and the impulse, as she said, was like, it was a playful impulse and we just Mm -hmm. took it up. But because it's been a, it's been a deferred dream um, for a while, there's more resistance. Mm -hmm. So I think the next thing that I want to do is I'm just going to have to start. I'm just going to record myself and it's going to be shit at first. Maybe, I don't know, (laughs) but maybe it's not, who knows. But also in order for something to ever be good, it has to be bad first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, true. You got to put in your, I don't even want to say 10,000 hours, but there's that. Yeah. (laughs) You got to put in your practice time. How did yours go? Yeah, it was good. It was interesting. It was an interesting place to start because I kind of thought like, I don't know, I was like, is this relevant? Um, Is this relevant to perseverance? Like, I'm like, Julia, my issue is not starting new things. (laughs) Trust me on that one. Mm. And so it didn't resonate with me as much as other parts because, you know, one of my deferred dreams was dancing again and I did join them adult dance school so I have been doing that yeah I don't think deferring your dreams is your issue (laughs) yeah yeah so I'm like I'm like okay like fine I'll I'll do the kind of journaling that she suggests half-heartedly and the thing that came out of it a deferred dream I guess was but it's not true that's the thing I was really searching it was something around like it would be really cool to be able to sketch or to feel like I could go somewhere and just like sketch and have the technique to do that but it's not a true deferred dream because it's like oh that would be nice it's not like I really have a secret longing for that because I don't it just would be nice so what I did instead was I did a YouTube video and I just watched like watercolor sketching and I had a quick go and it was really fun and really playful so that was good and it did give me this feeling of like oh it's cool that that's accessible to me that I have this very basic watercolor kit that I could crack out if I ever wanted to just do something for fun Mm -hmm. but yeah it didn't feel I was like "Mm, this is not really what I need but then the rest of the week's content felt much more um what's the word pertinent like much more what I needed right right you know it's interesting and now that I think about it um so the next thing we want to talk about was the section on encouragement, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really loved it. So the exercise at the end of encouragement is to list off the people that give you encouragement, which sounds so obvious to say it, <laughs> but I just love the way she talks about thinking of the people in your life who really believe in you and through their belief in you, pump up your self-belief yeah and not just believe in you but believe in the overall goodness of life which I feel like is like yes. rare <laughs> is what sorry it can be rare you know like because yeah. you know if if you're ha- if you're going through a hard time and you're like you don't really believe in the world right now <laughs> or something you're that that probably is not the best person even if they believe in you not the best person to talk to so true and it's interesting in my list there were people who were very, very close to me who weren't on the list because they aren't optimists, I guess, ultimately, because mm. that's kind of what she's talking about, isn't it? It's it's the people totally. that have faith 
that things will work out yeah in like the broadest sense and when in relation to kind of you and your work so it's an interesting process yeah yeah and sometimes it's kind of like I mean I don't know where people get their faith from necessarily but I guess it doesn't matter it's just as long as you have that sense of like that person is like a steady positive person in your life that you can come to anything Mm. and I found that too of like there are friends who are um I don't know just kind of wrapped up in their own stuff right now and maybe I wouldn't necessarily want to talk to them about certain things yeah definitely and and there are different friends for different seasons and I think the other thing about making the list that was really interesting is there are people on there who I speak to maybe like once every six months but when we talk it's like the biggest tonic for my soul and everyone on that list they are people who are tonics and it's and it's but it's nice to have a list because also like I don't think it would be fair to expect it would not be fair to expect of a friend constant unwavering faith and encouragement throughout all of their stuff so it's kind of about that balance as well isn't it of um you know having time with the people that have that belief and hopefully giving some back not just a kind of draining one-way experience yeah and also like real talk of like sometimes you don't have the kind of friends that you want for certain things right like Mm, yeah like if you're an artist maybe you don't have that many artist friends or maybe you're or who are like proactive artists who are like currently working on something and you can't really have a shared you can't have an honest conversation with someone who isn't really doing the same thing because not the same thing but who isn't actively working on a project because then sometimes it feels like I don't know you just feel self-conscious, right? You don't want to make, mm. you don't want to feel bad about what you're doing. You don't want to make them feel bad about what they're doing. If it's something different. Um, you don't want to step on any toes basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but also sometimes you're, you realize that you do have a lot of friends or you have enough friends, but you don't necessarily have someone close, like living close by or like mm someone to do the same kinds of activities that you want to do and I think that that's like a very real place for like many people I've I've experienced that and Mm. I don't know that could be like that doesn't have to be like a depressing thing it's just you noting like okay maybe I need to kind of expand my horizons and like yeah do something different to meet different types of people Mm -hmm. Mm. it's true and I think something that feels really important to notice the three key sort of foundational elements morning pages artist dates and walks are all about solitude morning Mm -hmm. pages it's you and your thoughts walks it's you and your thoughts and artist dates it's you and whatever the environment is and she's very clear like you do those things alone yeah I think it's interesting because creating you do it on your own um and even in I believe even in the most collaborative spaces somewhere like theatre you know ultimately each person in their role is bringing what they're bringing and is bringing it from that like place you know so what I really thought was important in a sense of optimism is in that section on encouragement she really insists on 
you need people around you and you need a network and you need interpersonal support um and I really just took so much note of that because I think I have resisted committing to my novel like obviously now I'm like in it to win it <laughs> but previous <laughs> to these times one of the reasons I was like oh I'll never be a writer because I'm like it's too lonely and I love being around people and I can't do it I can't hack it I can't hack this image of like the lonely writer at their laptop yeah yeah it's so true and it, like even in this this chapter there's so many anecdotes of her talking to her friends <laughs> yeah and so, one of them is her talking to her sister isn't it the section yeah. on um grounding Yes. Yeah. Um, and so many of you who are like doing very different things, maybe not in this chapter, but like her friends who are like not necessarily artists and they are the ones who are also able to give her a sense of perspective. Um, yeah, that's so important. Mm. Talk to your people. Yeah. And find the people, I guess, step one. <laughs> but that's what the internet's so good for. Look at us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and it doesn't even need to take like that much time. I think we have this perception like, oh, it takes time to make new friends. Like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes it does, but sometimes it's just like you being able to talk to someone about this like random specific thing that you want to talk about. Yeah. I think it also just is all about starting the conversation. Yeah. Like, and being in places where that conversation's happening. So true. Yeah. Do we want to do a part two or? Um, do you feel like this is a good place to end? I feel like, I just feel a bit, I feel like a bit brain dead now. Okay. I'm like ready for the next calorie intake. Um, Got it. So I, possibly, I don't know if I've got, I think it would be good to have, to have a chat about like any key takeaways or anything. And also, do you want to go straight into week two? tomorrow or we'll like have some space or what's the what's the vibe oh wait straight oh yeah week which week two. are we doing week six? Oh, um i feel like i wrote this down and i totally forgot i definitely i've got it on a post-it yeah we said week six would we would do next okay yeah okay so i mean i feel like we could it's, i would be okay if we just wrapped up this episode yeah i don't feel like i have too much else to say yeah, I feel like it's been, it's like a solid hour and 40 <laughs> with interviews. Okay, so concluding uh, thoughts for... on week one. Do you have any, like, so just super quick? Um, do I have any thoughts? Well, I, overall, I was pleasantly surprised in how much was new in this material compared to the artist's way or how much felt new and mm -hmm. how much I felt like was um, weirdly appropriate to where I am right now. Mm. Um, and I'm really excited to continue doing the three practices and seeing, trying to find different ways to do, to make them work for me mm -hmm. um, and have more of a sense of play about it. Yes. What about you? Yeah, also looking forward to, it. I've really enjoyed the first week. It's definitely been, I'm so glad we picked this particular one because I think perseverance is like the thing the ingredient <laughs> that I'm looking for um Agreed. I've enjoyed it I've had a lot of takeaways I've definitely felt a shift in my perspective and I yeah I'm looking forward to doing 
morning pages and artistic next week but taking them both less less seriously like doing them from a place of like a bit more lightness I think Mm -hmm. um yeah and we're going to be doing because we're skipping around um so next week is week six uncovering a sense of resolve so stay tuned for the next episode and we'll see you then it sounds serious but I feel like it'll be a lot more playful yeah I mean she has a way she has a way of yeah yeah of doing that all right well thanks for joining us for this I mean hope that you can follow along as well yes absolutely and let us know what you're up to and what your thoughts are and if you've done this or if you'd be curious to on our instagram at idle writers club or leave us a voice note through anchor and we'll see you next time bye bye friends